Hello and welcome to Just Needs, a podcast where we talk about parenting children with disabilities. I'm your host, Christina Kozik, and let me just say I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is a project of Exceptional Lives, a nonprofit organization that supports families like yours. You can learn more about Exceptional Lives at our website, www.exceptionallives.org. In this episode, I'll be talking about teaching our kids to solve problems. We don't always think about problem solving as a skill, but it is. And like every skill, it's one that is easy for some people and harder for others. So listen along as I talk about what it looks like to teach the skill to our kids. I want you to think about a time when you were successful in learning a new skill. Maybe it was in school, while playing a sport, or at work. Can you remember what it felt like when you were introduced to the new skill? Do you remember how it was taught to you? Can you remember having an aha moment when something just clicked? What did that feel like? Now think of a time when you had a hard time learning a new skill. Maybe it took you a lot longer than others to learn it. Maybe you needed extra support or you needed to be taught in a different way. Maybe you needed to try it for yourself and make mistakes before you understood fully. What did that feel like? When working with children and introducing new skills, it is important to think about how we introduce new concepts to them to help them develop their thinking. This is particularly important for kids who may not be neurotypical. Scaffolding in teaching is a term used by educators to describe the way teachers can support a child's learning in the classroom. The cool thing is parents can do this at home too. Just like the scaffolding on a building that is being constructed, the platforms provide a base for the builders to keep building up. If you want to build a 20-story building, you don't start with the top floor. You start with the foundation and build from the base. This is the same with learning. Development is a path, but it does not always happen in a straight line, and it does not always happen the same way or at the same speed, but with the right scaffolding in place, it continues to move forward. Let's look at math for a moment. A lot of people don't like math. Maybe we've learned from a young age that we were just not good at math. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but it's what we think. And that's called a fixed mindset, by the way. Or maybe we didn't learn math from the bottom up. A lot of us learn strategies to get us through, but without an understanding of the concepts, these strategies are meaningless. In math, just like with all cognitive abilities or academic subjects, there is what we call a developmental ladder. What that means is that each step builds upon the previous step. For example, you cannot understand multiplication if you do not understand addition. If you jump ahead to the top step, your foundation is rocky. You might be able to do it, but it's not as stable as it could be. We want our children's foundations to be stable. We want to build their skills from the base. We do that by providing scaffolding along the way. Stronger foundations make things easier. I love history, so let me tell you this little bit of interesting education history. In the 1920s and the 1930s, Lee Goscovid, a child psychologist interested in how we learn, developed an idea called the Zone of Proximal Development. Simply put, this is a sweet spot right in between something's too easy and something's too hard. You can also think of it as a place between too boring and too frustrating. So what happens when we feel too bored or too frustrated? Well, that depends on our coping strategies, but many of us lose focus or we shift our attention. With young kids, we often see it in their disruptive and sometimes even isolating behavior. Finding the sweet spot is key. 
Through observing our children and students, parents and educators can find the child's sweet spot and scaffold around it as best they can. Jerome Berner coined the process as scaffolding in the 1970s based on Vygotsky's ideas. So pop quiz, is it possible to always exist in the sweet spot? No, definitely not. There's a lot of trial and error and noticing and guessing, but that's just part of the process and that's okay. But the best thing we can do as parents and as educators is to see the ability of our children and to give them the opportunity to build on it. So that way they can have that aha moment. Okay, Christina, this sounds great, but what does this look like? Well, here are three things you can do to start scaffolding with your child or your students. First, observe. Notice your child's behavior patterns and think about what might be causing them. What are they drawn to? What do they pull away from? Is there a pattern relating to a type of activity? Does your child fall on the floor every time writing is involved, even if they know the answer? My son struggles with reading and will simply refuse to do it. This would cause a power struggle between him and the teacher and affect his whole day. His teachers worked together to figure out that working with him one-on-one really helped him focus. Once he had the support he needed around reading, two things happened. First, his behavior improved, and second, he started trying to read. Second, break it down into small chunks. For example, if it is writing that is hard, think about all the skills that go into writing. There's the act of holding the pencil properly and having fine motor control, understanding letter formation, holding ideas in your head, or copying something from the board. This may involve story recall, the ability to reflect, or the ability to express what you're thinking. When you break it down into very small parts, look for when your student or your child engages with you or shows interest. This is your clue. This means you're getting closer to the sweet spot. Third, wait and wonder. By waiting before you give the answer or ask a question, you're giving your child the opportunity to wonder. By wondering aloud with your child, you are creating the space for them to think it through. You are giving them time to figure it out, and you know that they can because they have that foundation. You're giving them just enough support to propel them forward. Ask open-ended questions, encourage curiosity, and get comfortable with silence, even when you know that if you give them just one little clue, they'd arrive at the answer. Wait it out. Give your child the gift of that aha moment when they figure it out on their own. Learning is a process, and research has shown us that it only happens when we recognize and support one another, student, teacher, and parent. Use your child's IEP to think about their developmental level in each academic area. Remember the math example? I believe with the right emotional support and scaffolding and teaching, it can get easier, and that's called a growth mindset. This podcast was written by Julie McIsaac, PhD, Learning and Mental Health Consultant, and presented by me, Christina Kozik, for Exceptional Lives. You can subscribe and follow the podcast at our website, www.exceptionallives.org, forward slash Just Needs Podcast. Our website has blogs, guides, upcoming events, and a resource directory for Louisiana and Massachusetts. We'd love for you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Exceptional Lives. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening.